your talk show for all things automotive. From the latest news to the greatest views and the biggest names in rolling iron. Your host is Brett Hatfield, freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com and owner of his own small but growing fleet of cool cars. Get behind the wheel of an hour of car talk starting right now. Thanks so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We know your time is precious, and we're going to make it worth it. You can find us at www.readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook at Driven Radio Show, uh, Twitter at Driven Radio Show, on iTunes, and uh, we're probably hiding out in your grandma's house. Most likely. <laughs> we're happy to have you with us. I'm Brett Hatfield. I've got my co-hosts, Shelby expert Vern Estes. Woo-hoo. Good to be here. The radio god, Catfish Groves. Y'all. And uh, coming up on this week's show, we're going to talk to you about GM's plans to make sedans for one more year. That's not what they told us a little while ago. Got a cool new car kit from Lego and what cars you need to grab before they're out of sight or out of price range. We'll be talking to Rick Hunter of Hot Rod Express. Oh, dude, Rick's so cool. Returning friend and about all the incredible stuff he had at World of Wheels. Oh, my God. (laughs) He had... Oh, man, he had great stuff. I had a tough time walking away, and it's not just because I'm dragging one leg behind me. There's so much cool stuff. And yeah. that and that 57 Corvette he told us about last time uh-huh. is done. It's <gasps> sitting out. It's, oh. it's I'll just have to take well, it. Out. We'll talk about it. It's done. amazing stuff. And also going to talk to Rick about how he can turn your project car into your dream baby. What? what? Oh, yeah. He would do that for us? Well, you know, you can do a lot of things if you just... With a dollar? Yeah, if you got a buck or two. And so worth it. Yeah. Okay, anyway, anyway. Uh, So, anyway, uh, let's take a look at what's coming up this week in the car world news. Yeah. Uh, Out of Detroit, General Motors says it's going to continue producing the Cadillac CT6 and the Chevy Impala one more year through uh, January of 2020 at the Detroit Hamtrak Assembly Plant in Michigan. The company was scheduled in output of the cars in June, but they're going to go ahead and make them through the rest of the year. And uh, they they announced back in November that they were uh, restructuring the brand, uh, going to shift everything to light from cars to light trucks and SUVs. Oh. And then they came out with that god-awful looking silverado <laughs> uh, uh, not even going to get into it but the, the i know g- what a truck needs more grill oh, and a fire-breathing four-cylinder turbo yeah that's what i'm talking about that gets worse mileage than the v8 yeah absolutely I mean, it's pretty yeah. bad so god bless you yeah I mean, well you know, a, lot right? re- a lot of the reason why they're phasing out uh, these sedans though is because a lot of people are, are just thinking it makes more sense to buy a crew cab truck and, and that's why that four-cylinder exists because they at least the theory is it's supposed to get halfway decent gas mileage even though it can't really tow anything it actually can <laughs> haul fairly well but it can't it can tow less than a colorado oh it can't get out of its own way well and i i have a chevy silverado from uh it's a 2008 1500 work truck and i had been told for the longest time and talked to friends that you know it's hard to kill the six cylinder so well, you I, can't kill I'm, your truck not even with a giant tree with a tree until tons of oak falls on it but that that six cylinder if i got an eight cylinder i would have gotten better gas mileage yep 
That six cylinder drinks me out of it house. Has to and work home. too hard. I, it's you know this. I keep trying to convince my wife about well, if I get a Chrysler Imperial from you know the mid sixties or a Newport with a big old engine, it will get the same mileage as my pickup truck with a six cylinder. Well, and it won't require that you throw a cinder block on it on the gas when you're getting on a highway. <laughs> True that. So uh, they're going to keep making uh, cars through January of twenty twenty, and then it sounds like they're going to have to do some negotiating with the UAW, and which is kind of interesting and i totally appreciate uh, unions and all the things they've done but you know why would you keep making a car that maybe is not selling great well it just, i just I, I i don't i don't understand what gm's doing right now <laughs> it just seems like every week we General get another Mayhem. announcement about we're going to lay off more people or we're going to continue production or we're going to lay more people off or we're going to like they just keep on going back and forth in the news cycle well in, like. in the same blurb in uh in in automotive news this week they had this story, and then they had a story right underneath it where uh, Ford was spending $5 billion revamping a couple factories so they could run up production on stuff yep. they were doing. Now, Ford has done the same thing. They're doing away with their uh, oh, sedans yeah. and most of their passenger cars, and they're shifting over to light trucks and SUVs. If you think about it, we don't have big luxury cars in this country anymore. No. We no, got SUVs. Big luxury SUVs. Big yeah. trucks, yeah. High-end trucks. And that's kind of what people have done. I don't think it's because everybody's all you know whipped up about driving SUVs, oh, but those are our luxury cars. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're expensive, and they you know you can get all the luxuries in a modern truck or a uh, SUV, like uh, like an Expedition yeah. now, or the new Navigator that, that people used to buy four-door sedans for. But why would you buy a four-door sedan when you can get a four-wheel drive truck that tows and can haul all your family stuff, and by the way, has more room than the four-door sedan, which is the reason why people use to buy four-door sedans in the first place. And I'll tell you, in the weather that we've had recently here, uh, we just had, what, ice in the past week, etc. I I'm so ready to let that truck go, because that's that's my merry-go-round. Yep. And uh, <laughs> get me some with AWD and a little weight on it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. down. So I, I totally get the shift SUVs. It just makes me sad, because I love my doors. Well, yeah, but none of us can really make the argument against trucks and SUVs, because last I checked, all three of us got here tonight. In trucks and SUVs. Yeah, yeah well, my truck gets 20 miles the gallon on the highway. 21, shut maybe. Up. It's I get amazing. Like 14. No, it's amazing. I, I get not. <laughs> Bronco? No, no. Oh, I you brought the Navigator. I, I, brought the, I brought the Instigator, and, yeah. uh, you know, that thing's got the aerodynamic qualities of a carrier air conditioner. Don't you dare point at my land barges. <laughs> no, 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 I can't. I, I certainly can't. So, uh, Looks like there's a cool new Lego kit out. Yeah, there sure is. I mean, I guess we this whole podcast is basically based around talking about toys. Generally, the ones with the full-size variety. <laughs> I guess the toy department Truth. in your local big block store may be carefully crafted to appeal to actual children, but I think that we're not technically uh, averse to going in there either just to kind of find matchbox cars and Lego kits. Okay, of the three of us, I know it's an audio medium, but we can all uh, narrate here. Show of hands, which one of us has grown up and become an adult yet? Don't you dare! Well, paying bills. This is I'm why there. I took a job selling. But everything, yeah, pa- paying bills. Yeah. We're we're all kind of acting the part, but we know better. I've got some models in my my home office. Yeah, Guilty. there's there's Guilty. a few of those. I think you've given me a couple of them. I think so. So basically, Lego has come out with a new set where you build a '67 Ford Mustang. <laughs> uh, there is 1,470 parts in this thing, which pre- I'm out right wow. from the get go. I mean, I, I know the children can do this, but I do not have the. Attention. I don't have the patience. That is about oh, I don't know, 1,435 parts more than I would want to assemble <laughs> in a Lego kit. I'm so. thinking at least. 
10% of just lost under the couch in a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I'm you remember when parts of a Mustang that's going to hurt me. Yeah. Yeah, Do you remember when Lego kits were, were inexpensive too? I mean, this thing's $150. Wow. Can you imagine asking for that for Christmas when you're a little kid, you know? That's a dime a piece. 13 inches long. <laughs> <laughs> it's even got the galloping Mustang emblem on the grill. Wait, did you say 13 inches long? Rubber tires. Yeah, 13, 13 inches whole long. inches. In fact, I hear it might that's actually be. That's like a 118th be, scale, man. That's I've huge. actually heard rumors that it might be 13 inches and one quarter, but I can't, uh, I can't confirm. Can neither that, confirm so. nor deny yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Giant freaking Lego kit. Well, I, that's going to be fun. I saw a picture of this thing. Did you see it? It looks like the doors function and hood functions. Everything. Yeah. Interior pieces. I mean, does it have like a little motor kind of thing in it too? Uh, A functional hood that you can look under. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's got everything. I think we've talked about that before. That's the only way I learned about cars when I was a kid. Uh, Putting together models, put together models. And you know, it says you have to glue the carburetor on and this, that, and I figured out what the heck, you know, the parts, what they were named. Hey, uh, if you don't have somebody teach you, you got to figure it out. I started collecting vintage memorabilia when I was a little kid because I looked at model car sets. And I just, I know they resonate with a lot of other people, but just, I looked at all the pieces. I was like, nope, not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, coming up, we're going to talk to a guy who knows what all the pieces are. Uh, (laughs) Returning friend of the show, uh, Rick Hunter of Hot Rod Express is going to be in studio with us to talk about some of the spectacular cars he had at World of Wheels. And uh, also some of the other things that Hot Rod Express can do for you. Coming up next on Driven Radio. Welcome back to more Driven Radio, the best car sounds this side of a rumbling big block. Returning mm. guest this week, Rick Hunter of Hot Rod Express from Blue, in Blue Springs, Missouri. Uh, Rick, we appreciate you coming back to talk to us a little bit more. And you got a whole bunch of new cool stuff to talk about that was at World of Wheels here uh, just a couple weekends ago. Uh, tell us about all the stuff you had there. Why don't we start with that, uh, that oh man, that sexy blue Chevelle you guys had. Oh, that was, yeah, that car was the first time anybody's seen it. We actually just started it about a week and a half before we took it down for the first time. But um, Oh, my gosh. It, it, it turned out fantastic. The guys did a great job. I uh, can't wait to present it to the owner. Oh, really? In the next few weeks. He hasn't seen it in oh, person he had, yet. He hasn't seen it. Can you tell us a little bit about it? What's oh, under the a, hood of that? Oh, it's a 1969 Chevelle. It's got a 540 cubic inch big block Chevy, <laughs> a little over 700 horse, uh, automatic overdrive, uh, nice modern suspension, braking system. Yeah, it had. Conditioning. I, I saw the Willwood Will you know, discs on it, and I was. Oh yeah. Oh, that's. It's cool. going to be fantastic. It's a beautiful color he picked out. And, so his dream car, and you were telling me about that color. It was a really great dark blue. Uh, what's that called again? It's called um, Stormy Blue. It's a Mazda color. He called it Code U eight. I had to say that a lot over the weekend. The, the code <laughs> and the name of that paint. So many people loved it. It was a gorgeous. It looked like a custom blended color. It was really pretty. It was just one base clear color. No no blending. No nothing on the thing. It just turned out really nice. He he picked it out out of a chip book. Are you going to have pictures of that on uh, Read the Driven? Oh, we're going to have pictures of everything Rick's going to talk so. about tonight. Because I, I, I really am pretty. Googling my fingers off, and I'm having a hard time finding this bad boy. <laughs> oh, we're gonna, 
you know, I, I dragged Ped Watt with me down there when we went Saturday. And you you know his work. It's always outstanding oh, stuff. Yeah. And yeah. he got great pictures of all of Rick's stuff while we were down there. Either. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll send them to you. But they'll also be on the website when, we, uh, when the show posts. Yeah. Rick, now, of course, my favorite's going to be the Corvette. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that, that car was just over the top for a lot of people. Uh, tell these guys all about that silver 57 Corvette with the white cove. It, uh, it was a really nice car. It's uh, about as nice as they get. It's a 57 Corvette. Originally, it was original Corvette. It had a fuel-injected motor and all that. We took it apart. It has an Art Morrison chassis, you know, six-piston big brake system on it. It's got a, a GM Performance LS7 with a T56 Magnum six-speed and uh, you know, red leather interior. The car's silver, gray top. Now, that's, that, that LS7, is the, that's that... Uh, 427 cubic inch small block correct that came out of the z06 yes and what kind of power are you getting out of that well it's a little over 500 horsepower 500 pounds of torque and in a car that light it's a little monster it's a lot of fun freaking roller skate it's like it's like a dirt bike with a seat (laughs) you know (laughs) it runs really good car weighs about 2800 pounds maybe and 500 horse, that thing just, it would have to fly. That tell was amazing. Tell us everything that your guys did to that. Oh, it just, it was just, a, the car was just a complete mess. You know, the body was taken completely apart and re-glued back together. And a lot of stuff was changed. Aesthetically, it's a 57 Corvette. A little bit of interior modifications done when we added air conditioning and a few things. But it uh, it was just a lot of work. Uh, the owner of the car gave us an opportunity to build a, really over-the-top muscle car uh, he, he's proud of it he can take it anywhere he wants to go and i don't think he worries about you know somebody you know Ca- being cooler catfish are you, are you getting a look at some of the? oh yeah i'm on the uh hotrod-express.com and if you click in the completed projects you can click on 57 corvette and see what it was versus what it became and it looks like you had a a decent a fairly more or less decent uh, uh, body to work with. Yeah, we drove it, it in. Started. I mean, it, it it drove and run. Had a fuel injected 283 in it with a four speed, and it was tired. You know, yeah, it clear so out every an original fuely car. I don't think it was, but it had a fuely motor in it. Yep. Um, we didn't spend a lot of time trying to figure that out. We just had an opportunity to take it apart and make it really cool put another you know? feely motor right back in it yeah, yeah tell me about that yeah. crazy sexy frame too because i'm looking at a picture it looks like the frame is in a crate so did you have the frame custom made and then yeah. put it under it it was built by a company out west called art morrison chassis that's what yeah okay yeah. oh my god and that so, thing is amazing to, yeah, they, i know i know art morrison but tell these guys what what you get when you get something from them well, they got several different levels. This one was a pretty nice chassis. It's a it's a tubular box chassis, a lot of reinforcements. It's got a yeah. Corvette all aluminum front suspension underneath the car, uh, a heavy, strange nine inch Ford rear end with a triangulated. Strange is strange as a brand. Strange is a brand. Uh, I thought it looked kind of weird myself, but yeah, I wasn't sure what was so yeah. different about it. Yeah. <laughs> it something coilover shocks. I mean, just just all the cool stuff. It rides and drives unbelievable. It and and. The fit and finish, not only on the body panels and in the engine compartment, that interior. Who did the interior on that? We did it in-house also. No kidding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your guys work at that level? Oh, yeah. That's... Every, everything on that car was done in our building. Well, at Hot Rod Express. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about that, because me just saying, ooh, that's cool, that doesn't well, tell anybody. And so many we places ship to... it out, you know? And, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we, we wanted it to be a 57 Corvette. We wanted the interior to be Corvette of that year, not something that was custom. So aesthetically, the interior is pretty close to a 57 Corvette. The dash has been modified just slightly, but I don't think you can tell unless you're a no, Corvette. No, you, would, you wouldn't you know, pick it out if you didn't know better. The seats are sort of original design, but there's no springs. We put three different densities of foam in the seats, so you wouldn't you know teeter-totter around on the old coil spring seats and <laughs> and uh, you know just tried to make it a little more comfortable and be able to handle the suspension because it with the braking system the power and the cornering, cornering ability of that car see more lateral g's than a, than a yeah stock you really need to be Corvette. in one place when you're doing all that not what? slide around <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. kind of important isn't it exactly <laughs> and the other thing i noticed when i was looking at that and you know i own a solid axle corvette so of course this came to my to my eye is the steering wheel on that was exactly like an original one, but a little bit smaller diameter. It was. You can get in out of it. It really didn't need the big steering wheel anymore because it has power rack and pinion steering. So originally they were just a manual car and you needed some leverage. But uh, Oh, uh, yeah. You absolutely need some leverage. When you parallel park one of the originals, it'll let you know whether or not you've been spending enough time on arm day at the gym. <laughs> exactly. Well, this one's a one one wheel, one finger steer. You just uh, you can just turn it as simple as can be. <laughs> okay. And what's the color? Is the color an original Corvette color, or is that a special silver that's on? It's that? it's a special silver. A friend of ours had painted a Corvette that color several years ago, and the owner of this car had seen it and loved the color, and he had the formula. So. And what exa- to give it to us. And what exactly was the cove color? Is that an, an it's kind of a, white? It's kind of a beige um, it, it is. color. It's, it's got, it, if you put it up next to white, it looks really beige. But on the silver, it, it uh, works well. You, you don't even notice it. But if we'd done white, it would have washed it out. Have you driven that car very far? No. Yeah, a little bit. I'm wanting to know if it's turned a wheel in anger yet. <laughs> oh, man. It's a... Uh, well, when you get out of driving it and you're having fun with the car, it's one of those deals where you get out and your hands are shaking for a while. So, <laughs> oh, wow. You know, that's when you know you're having fun when, you, when your hands are just shaking. So when you go to do a build like that and somebody comes to you and says, I want a custom whatever, or in this case, I want a custom 57 Corvette, mm-hmm. um, what's the the procedure you go through with the customer and did did this guy come to you and was it a blank check or was there a budget or how does that work well he came to us originally he he had bought the car and it was an original car and he needed a decision on whether to keep it original and restore it or to do something more we'd looked at the car and it had some it had some damage in places and i I'm I'm all about taking them apart and making them nicer. I mean, as long as there's a couple original ones in a museum, that's all we need to know <laughs> what they need. used to look like. All the world needs, and then just there was a process coming up with decisions, and some of the some of it just kind of evolved as the project progressed. So, did he have a, a budget in mind? Because this this was a heck you, of a you, bill. you've always got a budget when you start out on one, but it usually goes over like most cases, and and this one did, and the end result was just just amazing uh, he give us pretty much he gave us a lot of liberty to do what we wanted to do and trusted us with our design ideas he really didn't micromanage the project at all he just told us the big things he wanted and uh, we filled in all the blanks oh my well it it turned out incredible Thank and you. it was gorgeous yeah. and again ped took great pictures of that thing and we'll have all of those along with it now 
Has the owner taken possession of that? Did you have to arrest it over away from him to get it for the show? Oh, absolutely. That car um, was presented two years ago to him. Oh, really? It was, wow. Yeah, it was an unveiling. He he didn't see the project for the last several months of the project, so he really didn't know what the interior design was going to look like, what it looked like together. He stayed away for a while. So we took it to an event and had it covered, and he came down, and we unveiled it, and he was just <laughs> Has amazed. he not put any miles on it? Because that thing was spotless. Oh, he's been driving it for a couple of years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, off just and on. Just taking care of it. Yeah, yeah it well, should. he's, yeah, he's done a really be. great job of taking care of oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's it's kept in a climate-controlled facility uh, and well cared for. I absolutely believe it. Uh, you know, I think I'd probably take better care of that than I do my kids. <laughs> it's parked on carpet. Oh, <laughs> nice. See, yeah. See, sometimes yeah. he just it's goes out and just carpet. talks to it because it understands him. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and the thing was that it was a spectacular car, but he had it parked with a bunch of other spectacular cars. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. I want to hear about some of the other ones, too. Well, because we hit the Chevelle. Well, he had the Chevelle and he had that Corvette, and there was a really cool. Uh, Camaro sitting right next to it, and a Mustang convertible, and this really cool truck, and he had this Willie's coupe, and he just man, he had a lot of cool stuff. It just it was tough to it was tough to pick a favorite. Uh, we're talking to Rick Hunter of uh, Hot Rod Express. We're going to be back in a minute with Rick, and we're going to talk a little bit more. I want to talk about that Mustang. I want to talk about the Camaro, and I want right. to talk about some of the other things that your shop does for customers. Uh, what you can come in and, and expect to get, and uh, then I want to get you to help me fix my stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Well, and the begging well, shall begin. Yeah, 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 your car looks I, pretty good. So I, I, think, I think there's some serious groveling coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All that and more <laughs> on Driven Radio. <laughs> We're hanging out with friend of the show, Rick Hunter of Hot Rod Express. Uh, Rick and his group of Hot Rod gurus had a staggering customer cars at this year's World of Wheels show and uh, managed to get Ped Watt to take some great pictures of that stuff. That's, those pictures will all be up on readthedriven.com. And we're kind of peppering Rick with questions about the stuff he had there. Now, you had a Willie's Coupe that... Oh. It was it was still wet behind the ears. It hadn't been done a minute when you got us there. Can you tell us about that car? Yeah, it was a it was a forty one Willys. It's an outlaw body. It's a reproduction body, one of the best on the market. the The owners of the car, he had wanted one of these all his life since he was old enough to see a Willys coupe that was hot rodded. He was a stone wooden cooks fan. There was a drag race team back in the seventies, and they run a blue Willys and. He had wanted this all his life. He's retired, and uh, him and his wife started searching for somebody. I I knew where there was a, a project car that had been setting for 25 years, and it, it worked out perfect. We'd taken the chassis apart and built a new chassis for it and started evolving their car. But so it, you really went all the way down to the frame? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a new car through and through everywhere. New body, new chassis, everything on it's new. And, and that had a rather massive engine poking through the hood on that thing. It had a pretty nice uh, big block Chevy with a supercharger on it, uh, two four barrels that 
It was a pretty neat motor we'd found to start out with. The motor wound up having to be a it happened to be a 1970 ZL1 427, so it was a really sought after engine in the Corvette world. And, the ZL1 was a Copo motor, uh, it, motor, a central yeah. office production order, special order from Chevy. With yeah, only two it, cars it being was. built originally with that. So exactly, but we, the, the project it came with a motor that that, and that was the motor. When we ran the numbers, it was amazing. The motor alone was worth a lot of money, so we decided to just go ahead and go with it. it it added more pedigree to the whole project when it was done that we had this early 70s big block Chevy in this thing. It's It's got all modern internals in it. It's like 462 cubic inches now with a supercharger and you know, a lot of other stuff. So uh, it, it turned out great. We put a straight axle on the front, chromed it up. The guys at Pete and Jake's helped us get all this stuff together for the front axle and chromed it up. So it's got that altered look and Modern braking and modern transmission, computerized 4L60E automatic transmission. And not a real heavy car. Not a real heavy car. It's going to be kind of fast, kind and, of light. And what kind of output are we talking about? At conservatively, 650 to 700 horsepower. <laughs> just, Christmas. Just, just enough. Just a little bit. Just, yeah. That'll, just that'll get you out bit. of the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Rolls Royce would say. Yeah. <laughs> Retina flattening power. <laughs> yeah. but, and I'm looking at the meat on the back and, of this thing because there's pictures on their Facebook page, Hot Rod Express, and the, and the fat. Fat tires you got on the back of oh, this. Just, it just I'm looks pretty, fast sitting there, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you drop the hammer on this and you can put some daylight under the front end. That's, oh, man, it sounds awesome. The owners of the car, they hadn't seen it till the the day, well, Friday before I'd, I'd seen you out the show and they just kind of stayed away and they wanted to see it all together. And he walks around the corner and, and you know, he's just almost tears in his eyes when he's seen Aww. this thing for the first time. Yeah. Well, it's it unbelievable. Has... Him and his wife, they both were just, and they hung out with us all weekend. We had a great, great, great Oh, and it's a great looking car and it has something on it that Catfish loves more than life itself. It has electric dumps on the exhaust. Oh. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I know, I love them more than life itself, but they sure are fun. <laughs> yeah. They, they are on that. It just, that's a giggle noise right well, there. It's like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Now I'm a man. Well, and I, I, here I'm a boy. Here I'm a man. <laughs> in, in addition to the giant motor and the giant tires on the back and all the chrome underneath the front end, this had a gorgeous interior in it, too. Yeah, we just kind of wanted something to look kind of 70s-ish. But it had some modern features to it also. Electric <laughs> electric power steering. It has a radio in it. and it's got the chrome uh, uh, that's all around the uh, the instrument panels, uh, around all your gauges yeah. and the steering column. Oh yeah, and then you've got it's white, not tuck and roll, but it's it's the 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 work that they did on those door panels is gorgeous. Looks kind of like a fountain. The stitching does kind of oh, go yeah, up and out. Yeah, a little bit. So you've got the white and then this light blue that's also trimmed on the seats, and then it goes into the darker the the metallic blue. Just oh, oh it's it's yeah, kind of a retro colors kind of it, it, It's a gorgeous car now. Right behind that Corvette that I love so much, really, really pretty metallic red Mustang convertible. Uh, that was a that 68 convertible. 68 oh, yeah. Mustang. Oh, yeah. It, it turned out great. It was ruby red. You've probably seen it on new Lincolns oh, and just gorgeous. new Mustangs. It's a pretty color. What all did you guys do to that? It was pretty much a junkyard body when the owners brought it to You're us. It was, there was just It was just an empty old Mustang body, and that was it. It was just parts piled up. Eight feet tall, with ropes wrapped around it behind the U-Haul trailer when he showed up with this thing. It was just, it was just a project that had been started on, and his father had passed away during the project, and yeah. it set for years, and and uh, they continued on with it, and it it came from just nothing to it turned out really, really pretty, nice car, ruby red, it's got beige, it's like a saddle colored interior, 
um, 302 small block in it, uh, automatic transmission, power convertible top. Uh, convertible just, even. Just yeah. beautiful car. Oh, it, oh, it, great. Yeah. it was a stunning looking cruiser. It would have been a great car. Really, really pretty. And uh, the ruby red on that. The color on that was so striking. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty color. It's a tri-stage ruby red and and just a kind What's of this tri-stage mean? means you paint the car uh, three times to achieve one color. You'll have a, a base color you put down and a translucent <laughs> color over the top of that that shines that, that you can uh, see through that gives them the depth and then you got your clear over the top of that. And if you ever see a car that's just got paint on it and you just love that color, it's probably a tri-stage color. It's just so and, hard to get that with a base clear. And you know, they do such a good job. The paint on that thing looked elbow deep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, really. That's like just reach in there. Yeah, yeah, they they do. People look at it and they're afraid to touch it, and uh, you know, <laughs> as well they should be. Yeah, beat you to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was sitting right next to a car that you and I stood and talked about for a while, because uh, I was standing there falling in love with it. Little blue Camaro, and that was that yeah. little blue Camaro. Now tell me everything. Yeah, that's a '69 Camaro. It was it was a plain Jane car originally, but the owner of the car now, his grandmother, bought it brand new in 1969. <gasps> no kidding. Yeah, and she drove the car, you know, until it was just done and it sat for years. and And he had uh, wound up with the car in his family and decided to spend the money to restore it. So it, we added a little bit more trim than it had originally, and uh, the little 327 in it. We took it out and. And, uh, you know, stroked it and did some stuff to the engine. So it's it's putting, you know, about 430 horsepower now, that little 327. It's 380, three cubic inch, 327 now. Ooh. So, you know, a oh little, little, little machine work inside. It's it pistons with a little spring of metal around <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, and, no uh, That's awesome. You know, but air conditioning, you know, power steering, power brakes, four-wheel disc, brakes on it. Uh, redid the interior, just kind of original with some updated Camaro seats and some blue hound's tooth that you know you either like or you don't i, I love it, it oh was, it, it was great. really good looking yeah and, and uh it, it just turned out fantastic too. And, and what color was that car that's le mans blue that was the oh. original color the car was when it was brand new so it's a real popular so color it's, back it's a one family car exactly and it was kind of it was kind of a base model car yes it was yeah uh didn't have a lot to it and now uh, 383 is probably good for oh, a little over 400 horsepower. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, something like that. And it's got, you know, a lot of the modern mechanical abilities that new cars have. Better braking, better steering, better air conditioning, better heat, you know, all, all the good stuff. But still a Camaro when you get right down to it. So they... So you had all these terrific full build cars that you went through and did all this work to. Uh, what other services do you offer out of your shop? You obviously have a very talented interior shop at Hot Rod uh, Express. All, all the guys, you know, everybody kind of specializes in a certain niche in these projects. Uh, many of the guys can do multiple parts of a project, but they they stick with the parts of it that they like um, or they think they're the best at. You know, so our trim department, um, Clarence does a great job on. You know, his, his uh, interior work, uh, the, the stitching is just perfect. I mean, everything turns out so nice. The carpet to the headliners are flawless, no wrinkles. The carpet the same way. I mean, it it just makes a difference, I think, when somebody does something. But he's been doing it for a long time, over 50 years. Oh, wow. You know, so he's a he's Knows a true craftsman stuff. when it comes to the interior, as, as the rest of our shop is, the body shop's the same way. You know, and the, the, fab- the fabricators that do their job and the mechanical guys that rig the cars that, make everything work i mean they they do a great job as you can tell every, everything we do works works great it just 
and you're and you will do just a single service for a car or a couple of common we do a lot of maintenance a lot of short-term upgrades like a lot of disc brake conversions overdrive transmissions um got a car in the other day guys said hey it's not fast enough so had a machine <laughs> had a machine that's built another 540 you know 750 oh, horse or oh guys were putting God. it in today so <laughs> you know it's just it's just little monsters you know so there's you know somebody may just want to see it upholstered so any part of it and some just repair stuff just make sure that you want it to be really good really yeah good. that's well, why you would bring really it to good. hot rod express really yeah good. yeah absolutely uh you know man they had such cool stuff now last car you had that uh, little Ford up front with a true flame on it. That was a Chevy. That was a Chevy. That was a 30 Chevy. Oh, my my bad. What? Tell us about that real quick. It was a 30 quick. Chevy. The guy's owned that car for 40 years. It's been an old street rod for a long time. Um, we got involved with this project with him, and, and we've been working on it a long time. It's a 30 Chevy Coupe. It's black with some uh, some blue. It's called Real Flames. Um, uh, yes, there. it is. It is. Uh, Turned out really nice. A little small block Chevy in it. Runs good. Fuel injection. Uh, yeah. Power brakes, air conditioning, everything you can think of. Catfish is looking at that on the monitor. I think he may have just fallen Oh, those flames are gorgeous on that Aren't black they? background. That is just kicking. Ever, and then That this thing is, was photographed more than uh, just... Oh, I There's a imagine. line of people taking pictures of that all week. They were three Sweet inches ride. apart or three feet or, you know, 30 <laughs> feet taking pictures of that car. And some of those photographs will be up on readthedriven.com as soon as the show posts so people can go take a look. Hot Rod Express is located at 5105 West 40 Highway in Blue Springs. You can reach them at 816-224-9597. Find them at uh, www.hotrod-express.com. They're on Facebook under Hot Rod Express and Twitter at Hot Rod Express. Rick, thanks so much for being You're with welcome. us. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank Coming you. up on ne- next on Driven Radio, we've got a list of cars you may want to grab before oh, yeah. the prices get out of sight. A short list according to Haggerty. That's coming up next on Driven Radio. Man, that Rick Hunter's got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Rick yeah, on Driven Radio, man. Dude, just, <laughs> you had to see the stuff. But here's the great thing. All the stuff that he had at the show will be on readthedriven.com. Nice. Because I drug Ped down there. Where you got Ped Watt to go? I got Ped to go with me. He took a lot of really cool pictures. Ped takes pretty pictures, Jenny. Yeah, he, he takes a pretty picture. He does. Hey, uh, as long as we're talking about dream cars, Haggerty came out with a list this week. Of the uh, collector collector cars and dream cars you need to snag before they jump up in value. And they had eight of them on this list, and it was a pretty cool list. So you mean kind of a bottom dollar dreaming bigger? There's, a, there's a couple of those, but there's also a couple that are expensive, going to get expensiver. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm down. I got you. Yeah. Well, Current value versus future value. And the it. other thing is, boy, you can tell those guys over at Haggerty sure like Italian stuff because the list is Italian. Well, heavy. of course. You you exotic car snobs. <laughs> well, either. Can't seem to love a Nash ambassador. Well, they must, wrong with you? They must have had a pasta lunch when they made the <laughs> list. Uh, first one's an 85 to 89 Ferrari uh, 328 GTB or GTS. Now, this is the... Uh, 
predecessor or the uh, the uh, successor to the 308 line, but had a little bit bigger uh, V8. It was a 3.2 liter, 260 horsepower, had a zero to 60 time around 60 seconds. And these things now, they they went up with all the Italian stuff. They got really hot and expensive, and then they've been backing down a little bit since 2016. Oh, yeah. You talked mm-hmm. talk well, in a couple of shows back about it, how it just kind of finally equalized. And- yeah, and it's the newer, smoother, cleaner line version of the Magnum P.I. Ferrari. <laughs> Magnumpy. Yeah, it's, and I still, I, I, I really got a thing for these cars. I got this pipe dream about driving one down the Pacific Coast Highway with... You know, good jazz blast. You're going to have to it. shave off the bottom of the goat, though, and make sure you just have a nice big molestache <laughs> ready to go. Oh, nice. Appreciate that oh, one. Wow, wow. <laughs> hey, that would get some of that, get rid of that, some that white hair on my chin. <laughs> it's keep me from looking like I'm uh, at, you know, San, Santa Claus training camp. <laughs> anyway, uh, these things have come down and they're back down. Or you can median values around $80,000 on one. Which is still a lot of money, but since they were up close to a buck twenty at their peak in August wow. of sixteen, that's, that's a pretty good drop. Upside to this, like any other old Ferrari, it's never going to be worth zero, and it's probably going to be worth more. Yeah. Look at everything else that's collectible Ferrari. I mean, even though those have increased substantially in value, there's not really anything else to buy for less money. Yeah. So yeah. There, at the end of the day, it's you know pretty much buying the bottom of anything of well, anything desirable is always actually a pretty good bet because like when you're at the entry level, there's a lot of people who potentially are going to jump in and want to participate in that. And, and any more eighty grand is an entry level Ferrari. Yeah. And speaking of which, next car. Yeah. So the next car is ninety four through ninety nine Ferrari. 355 Berlinettas, Targas, and Spiders. You know, those are really interesting cars. I mean, it seems like they came with F1 paddles, obviously, but they also came with gated shifters, and it seems like... A few of them did have that six-speed gated shifter, yep. and I, in my opinion, that's the one to have. Oh, I thought the sure. Berlinetta was a Chevy. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I... Camaro Berlinetta, I had one of those critters. Oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry. That's the second... My bad. That, that, that's not the first time that GM has lifted a name from Ferrari. Mark, didn't didn't you date a girl in high school named Berlinetta? Berlinetta Simpson. Yeah, okay. Berlinetta, yeah. right. Berlinetta Four foot four. <laughs> <laughs> and a cheerleader. Oh, they could throw her 38 feet in the air and she oh, would float down. Oh, man, there's so many bad jokes. No, I'm not, just don't even. Not even going <laughs> to make that. any topless uh, jokes at no, all. So Berlinetta, none. Ferrari, we're back. Yeah, well. Uh, Six-speed gated uh, shifters, right? Six-speed gated shifters, really go. cool cars. And as long as you're not a uh, YouTube car fanatic from Wichita <laughs> that's had one turn into a charcoal briquette on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyler Hoover's burnt to the ground in, <laughs> yep. in, in rather grand fashion. Those things have come back down. The, the real interesting thing about that 355 is that was a potent engine. That was that five-valve mm-hmm. per cylinder, uh, three-and-a-half liter, and kicked out 375 horse. Yeah, really cool car. So, wow. yeah, those those had a, a ton of power and a ton of performance. I think the general rule of thumb on, and I would call it vintage Ferraris, even though we're talking about 94 through 99, which is kind of uh, scary that I would even associate that word with uh, with a car from 94 to 99, but that's kind of the Ferrari. Welcome world. to the old club. Yeah. I mean, you know, pretty much the rule of thumb with any older Ferrari is to get a gated shifter. Well, that's one of the two rules of thumb. The other one is don't ever buy one that's got any kind of deferred maintenance whatsoever. Yeah, no kidding. And it was funny. And in the Make guide, sure the other guys paid for it. Yeah. In the guide on the, on the uh, two Ferraris on this list, what Haggerty said is check the tires. If it's a cheap brand of tires, Stay away. Mm-hmm. Really? So, yeah. They're going to cheap out on the tires. That's like the least expensive yeah, of the words. What else are they going to cheap out yeah. on? Oh, so if they've got hand cooks on them. 
Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, the hills. If, if you show up and the thing's got Kelly Chargers, probably not the car yeah, you they want. they got retreads on them, then you might want to go <laughs> yeah, in yeah. that direction. It's not the car you're looking for. <laughs> it's a Ferrari with Craggers. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> right up your alley, baby. Right up your alley. Uh, third car on there is a 91 to 95 Alfa Romeo Spider. And the reason they put this on there is not only are they starting to go up in value, but they thought it was a uh, a little sleeker, sexier version of a Miata. Now, you're not going to have Miata uh, reliability, obviously, right. but it is a better looking car. It is uh, a little bit more, uh, just a little sexier. Yeah, but it's cool. Uh, you know, again, beware deferred maintenance. Yeah, and the fourth car is the 68 to 71 Mercury Cyclone. I got to say, I was surprised to see this on the list, but I guess they are fairly inexpensive, and you get a lot of car for the money, whether that's by weight or by uh, performance attributes. So. It was really nice of them to come slum into my part of the neck of the woods, you know? Hey, finally. We're, we're, we're all in a, in something we can afford now. Ferrari, <laughs> and now we got a Mercury Cyclone. Well, and they're and, just butt ugly. And we're going to, well, they're, 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 not, they're not that bad. The beauty is in the eye of the beholder. After they look all, like you a did blue date Berlinetta. Well, there's she liked these cars too. You had to bring her up again. <laughs> they're kind of like a hatchback that got welded shut. Yeah, I mean, no there's, kidding. they're just not quite right. But yet, we were talking before the show. Uh, they remind me a lot of those uh, the '65 uh, and around there AMC Marlins. Yeah, a little bit. Which just a I little think, bit. What I like about the AMC Marlins better than these uh, is that the Marlin really went you know full stupid. Oh, I thought you were going to say you liked it because it was named after a fish. (laughs) Instead of just half stupid, it's all stupid, and I love them. But, uh, you know, this thing, nice engine. Yeah. Well, speaking of cars named after critters, Uh uh, 49 to 67 VW Beetle. We all know what a Beetle is, and we all know why they're collectible and they're cool. And, uh, you know, that's how rare they are. Poor man's Porsche, if you want to go that direction. (laughs) Uh, Now we're getting into into something that's close and near and dear to my heart. Yeah, 68 to 72 Oldsmobile Cutlasses. Those are, you know, really great underestimated cars. Uh, yeah, and if you can't, the the offset that they had on those was that the, the Cutlass was a cheaper version of the Chevelle. And the Chevelles, uh, similar year Chevelles, are more than double the money the Cutlasses go for. Yeah, and, and in terms of muscle cars, Oldsmobiles and Buicks. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not a, I'm actually not a General Motors guy. I don't know if you picked that up or not. I think I tend to, <laughs> I tend to skew towards uh, Ford stuff, Ford? but yeah, Buicks yeah. and Oldsmobiles, they are just torque machines. They are faster than most everything else well, ever made during the period of streetcars. Long live the BOP motor. Yep. So, you know, we're running out of time. You better jump down. You might okay. have to do a quick skip, just well, hit some well, names and then hit number one. And the, and the last two uh, are going to be easy for me to skip over 2005 to 2008. Oh my God, Dodge no Magnum. way. That was my dream car in high school. Oh, and I'm actually not joking. Now, I couldn't wait to talk about this car. I don't know what it was. I don't know what I, I look back on those cars now and I think what in the world was wrong with me? And you know, my I'm, dream I'm was in, two, that right in 2007, my dream was an SRT Magnum in that metallic The millennial red. shag and wagon. Oh my, I just thought that it, it was so cool and so retro to me. That roof line is unbelievable. Hit me with oh number one. What's the number, number one? Number one is an 83 to 92 VW Golf Mark II. What the hell? Yeah, well, again, acquired taste, that sort of stuff. <laughs> I'd rather have a VW thing. Yeah, no, with kidding. a bigger motor. Well, and and all of this list and the link to the article you can find on ah, readthedriven.com. Thanks so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do. We wouldn't be able to do it without our audience. You can find us at readthedriven.com, on Facebook at Driven Radio Show, Twitter at Driven Radio Show. Find us on iTunes. For Vern Estes and Catfish Groves, I'm Brett Hatfield, and we will be back next week. 